Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for joining YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. If you're if you haven't done any of the things I just said, go do them now. Tell a friend. I just thanked you for something you haven't done yet. Tell a friend, get on YouTube, get subscribed, make your Instagram stories, sing the song of J-Train, Summertime is the Right Time, and listen, things are uh, coming back to normal, and they're not at the same time. Some states have released people, and some have not, and we don't know what's to come, but I will say this, this podcast um, is going to go back to twice a week. I don't know what the four... It's probably going to be Mondays and Thursdays. And then the Freed by Noon versions will live on on Patreon. Patreon is five bucks a month and you'll get extra podcasts there. I'll do this show there. So if you're into that, I would join Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. That's going to happen either next week or the week after. One of those two weeks... There won't be the every Monday through Friday. So the, we, I had a good run. I want to see what happens with the show and where people go. But if you want the Monday through Friday experience, it's going to be on Patreon in some form, just like what we're doing here. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It is five bucks a month. Uh, you can set it up and listen to the show the way you listen to the podcast it's or you can listen over the Patreon app. It, it 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 doesn't feel that different once you're signed up. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed, check it out. I do extra podcasts every Sunday. Um uh, and then a lot of these are gonna move over to there. But for now, we're here. Uh and thank you to everyone who came to the beach by fourth. Always a blast. I love doing that show. Let's do some emails. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Slow fade or love bombing? Hi, Jared, and the most worthy of guests. Well, it's just your Papa JT. During the start of core, I matched with someone who would text me, FaceTime me, and call me, which, which like, that's great. We were both in different states staying with our parents, but once he returned to his city, he asked me when he could see me. Where he lives is six hours from where I'm with my parents, and he said he'd take the trip. I felt bad, but whatever. <laughs> there are no core, core rules. Well, let's just keep it a quarantine. How about that? There are no core rules, and it was really cool to have someone go through all that effort. We meet. It's great. On the last day we're hanging, it kind of seems to fall flat with no follow-up plans. The next week, I was going to be in said city for a wedding and mentioned it, so I ended up staying with him for a week, and it was also great. Three days after our week-long hang, he said he wanted to see where, he, where we stood and that he had a convo with his ex to get things back, get his things back, and it was frustrating and made him upset and said no longer looking to be in a, and he's no longer looking to be in a relationship. Oh, surprise, surprise. He came. He got what he wanted. He came and then he's fucking out. He's like, oh, well, oh, I don't know if I wanted this to be serious. I, I, it's sad, but true. 
Wow, to think the he's the one initiating everything with the uh, that was a doozy. I said he could have uh, he could have some time to think as he ju- just had the convo and needs to reevaluate his emotions. That night he got drunk and called me his girlfriend. Said he wanted to marry me, love me, and wanted to get back together, ba- get a place together. Now he's essentially ghosted. Next, after I said I couldn't make the six hour drive again this weekend, but could plan for it in two weeks. Making an effort to call me every day, come six hours just to see me, and then spending a week with each other seems like he wants something serious. No? Thanks for all you do. Um, I don't know if this person just wanted to send me a story or what. Um, I, I would say my issue is, and, and listen, you're not going to, anyone can lie. Anyone can tell a lie and go, yeah, that's the truth, and you can be fooled. All of us, we're all in the position where we could be fooled. Making an effort to call me every day, come six hours just to see me, and then spending a week with each other kind of seems like he wants something serious. No, here's the thing. I think that perspective is going to get you into some trouble. I think because to me, it's bizarre to talk to someone every day and then he stays for you in a week and then he said he had a convo with his ex to get his things back. If you're talking every day, again, back to the beginning where like anyone can lie, but like I would want to know about someone's ex if they're going to mention that we should be moving in. I would want to know like what their you know, relationship history is. I'm saying you're rating his, you're rating, you have, you have created this like detective work you're you you shouldn't be a detective to someone else's feelings that's my point making an effort to call me every day come come six hours just to see me then spending a week with each other seems like he wants something serious no i don't know i don't know what his uh if i i would only have him do those things if i if i was gonna have a good time not once in that sentence do you mention your own feelings and how you feel about him Call you every day. Were they good conversations? Were you enjoying the conversations? I don't know. But if you're saying he's calling me every day, so he must want a relationship, so I'll just stick around so I can get to the relationship. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying you're the one emailing me with this story. I read this and I go, okay, it seems like you... There's a point where you have to push back and not be afraid to lose someone who's also being a liar. You want to drive here six hours? Well, what a, I want a real relationship. How could we ever be real if it's a six-hour drive? Are you going to do it in the second time too? Him, oh, you're cut, and then that's different than, and and that's like a real conversation with a human. If you just go, oh, you're driving six hours. Oh, for me, of course you are. He must want a relationship, and it's like, I don't know. People have driven six hours to fuck. That has happened. So. My advice to you is don't play the, well, if he likes me, then I like him game. It's going to leave because you got to the point, well, he likes me because he's made a six-hour trip. At what point did you say, when was your last relationship? You still have stuff at your ex's place? Well, are you ready to like be in something serious? Because this feels like it's getting serious. That's like a a conversation I would have with someone who's going to drive six hours or if I was too. And I wanted to get serious. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Why do guys do this? <laughs> Why do they do this, Jared? 
I've had this situation happen several times and it truly confounds me, so I'd love to know what you think might be going on in the male brain. It's the first time I'm having sex with a guy or it could be a guy I've had sex with before and it was a long time ago. He doesn't use a condom and also doesn't ask me whether or not I'm on birth control. Okay, that's awful. Um, I understand that a guy in this scenario may be uh, intending to pull out but gets caught up in how good the sex feels and accidentally comes inside the partner. Um... I wouldn't be so understanding of that. I, I understand you're like taking a position where you're like, oh, okay, they, you know, it feels so good for them. But like, and again, I'm not like, I think they're being an asshole. I don't think it's like, well, I just got carried away. No, what the fuck are you doing? I, we're gonna talk about birth. Like, I don't know. I, I. I, I I don't think we should be, you know, I don't know who we should be. I'm just saying I you're giving this guy a lot of credit when you're like, well, it must have felt so good. And he got carried away and he pulled, you know, it's like, no, he was being a dickhead. He didn't speak to you first. He didn't check in with you. There should be a conversation in this scenario. After sex, this guy would likely acknowledge that they meant to pull out and ask if the girls on birth control, if they should get plan B. Usually I found guys in this situation are incentivized by their own self-interest to ensure the girl uh, has, gets appropriate contraception out of fear of getting a girl they're not dating pregnant. My question is about the guys who not only don't use condoms, don't ask you if you're on birth control before coming inside you, and then don't even ask you afterwards. Well, I, I, that's a crazy fucking person to me. Like, I, I understand this person's out there. I'm not, like, blind to the reality of bad human beings. It's hard for me to believe that a grown man can be this clueless. I, it's hard for me to believe, too. I, I mean, you're asking me, like, I understand that this, what do you think the thought process is for a guy when he does this? I do have an IUD, so this has never resulted in a pregnancy scare, but these guys don't, uh, didn't know I had one. I'm 26. This mo- uh, has mostly occurred with guys in their 30s. I sometimes wonder if they're anxious about being in their 30s and not having started a family yet, so part of them wants to get a girl pregnant. No, nah, I wouldn't say that at all. That's not no even if they would never admit this no i don't see that as the but this interpretation seems unlikely yeah i don't think that's i fully recognize that this behavior is of of a shitty human and a major red flag i also acknowledge this risky behavior so no condom use rep uh yeah to me this is shitty behavior of a shitty person that has a lot of issues on their own um to me on the other side like if I was in a position where I was in bed with a woman and she just jumped on, I would jumped on top of me, I would go, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you on? What am I on? Uh, should I get a condom? You know, I, I'm saying, I'm, I'm talking about it from my perspective because I can't speak from yours, but I think I wouldn't want to be in bed with someone who didn't care about my feelings on birth control, male or female. Or my feelings on safety. Let me put it a different way. Whether, you know, whatever type of sexual relate, I would want to make, be on the same page because then, at, because then that makes the whole experience better for both of us if we're both comfortable. So I, I understand you're asking this question and it does happen, but I, I think some of this is giving the other side some sort of understanding that maybe we shouldn't allow them. Like, I'm, I'm putting myself in the position as a guy. If a girl didn't ask me, I would go, whoa, stop, hold on. What, what's, 
What's the plan here? Let's talk this out before we go down, you know, you know, fuck river. And then I would expect you would go, oh, I'm on this. Don't, you know, and I would go, well, I still want to use a condom because I feel more comfortable with this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think if you're not having that version of a conversation, then you or the other person are not on the same page. You might be the shitty person that just tries to not use a condom. Uh-uh. But if you, I think we all have to be unafraid of, and I understand this is easy for me to say from my perspective. I'm just saying, being unafraid of saying to someone, hey, what's the deal here? And if they go, whoa, no one has ever ended it with someone reasonably when they're like, oh, well, she kept making me wear a condom. It's like, yeah, you're, you're lucky to get away from that person. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Jared, feather, feather, your tweets and podcasts are helping me and the girl gang survive the queue. So thank you for your service. I'm a 24 year old woman living in NYC, navigating the wild post grad yuppie dating scene, and would love to hear your male perspective on the following. When a guy asserts to me that he is not looking for something serious after only one date, casual hookup, etc., I never know how to respond. In the past, I have brushed it off by acting cool and unbothered by accusing the guy of being presumptuous and rude. I've totally mastered the cool girl act, and it's exhausting. Yeah, any act is exhausting. I think that I understand that at a young age, I'm, I'm the same, I was the same way, where it's like, oh, let me act this way so I make sure that I'm still good with them. But then you end up with people you don't want to spend time with. Then you end up texting with someone that you fucking, you know, you're ang- you're, you're, you don't look forward to spending the, the minutes with. As you've mentioned on this podcast, it doesn't read well when women get mad. Well, I don't think it read well when anyone gets mad. I think you can take it not personally, but also have your own thing going on. Uh, but the truth is I get super overwhelmed when Brent men bring this up because I have no idea how to answer. I have never been in a relationship. It takes me a long time to trust men, let alone think about dating someone seriously after only one date. I often relate to men who say they aren't necessarily looking for something serious but are open to it uh, if they find someone cool, well, which I know you think is BS, LOL. But no, I think that's dating. I think when someone says it on a dating app right up front, they're trying to BS you so that they don't get in trouble at the breakup. I, I think a lot of this we, we try to put in black and white, and I, I understand that when I say it on this podcast, sometimes it can come off that way, but this is all situational. So like, if someone on a dating app goes, hey, I'm looking for, like, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Like, Even on the first date, if someone's saying that, I would assume when they say it on the first date, they have no interest of letting down their guard enough to get to know you in any way. That, to me, that is a baseline human thing. Baseline dating is you go out, you see if you like each other, you go out again if you like each other, and you keep going out and you keep interacting the more you like each other, and it keeps going till the point where you're like, okay, now we're an official relationship. Like, that is how... And... In most, in every dating scenario, the baseline, the every dating scenario, the baseline is, ah, this, you know what, this isn't the match for me. So I think when he, when a guy says, okay, so when a guy says that, they're getting ahead of, it's it's kind of both sides' fault in a way. He's making sure he's not an evil person if this ends and after you guys just hook up, because you know sometimes two people will go on dates and it doesn't work out 
and then the immediate reaction is, uh, well, you used me you know, by saying that you might want to be in a relationship. But if that was the case, every person we went out with would end up being the person we were with forever. You have, there's dating is a process. Uh, but don't know how to react, articulate this to a guy. How can I maintain some sort of dignity when this comes up? Um, you know, I think, I understand what you say. I maintain some sort of dignity when this comes up. I think, so let, let's talk about it this way. You go on a first date. You have a great time. You make out of the first date. What's, uh, after the first date, this guy never calls again. Are you going to feel badly? Then maybe you shouldn't have gone out with him in the first place. You know, all of this, the dignity part comes when I think someone goes further than they'd like to please the other person. So again, when I, a lot of this is, is kind of like a, you've put a lot of the ingredients of things I've said in one email, but kind of mish them around. So what I'm saying is if I'm on a date with someone and they go, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not looking for anything too serious or like, um, I'm looking for something casual. You go, okay, well I'm not, that's okay. I guess we shouldn't go out again. Good luck. That's not mad. That's not mean. I, I wish it was different. I had a really good time tonight. What they'll probably do is go, no, 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 but, oh, no, but I, I swear in the future, maybe we're the one. And it's like, eh, well, if you had to tell me, it doesn't really feel like you had a good enough time with me to even, you know, risk the chance of, of it ending badly. Like all of this is a risk. All of this is two people going out to try and figure it out. And usually it doesn't work out. That's just the numbers. And I think if you go on a first date and they go, you know, I'm not looking for something serious and you are, but then you go, oh no, me neither. Well, now you're in a position where you're not even going towards what you want. So now you are doing, you're living in the standards of, of their standards. You're living in their standards and not your own. So I think it's sticking to what makes you feel good. That's the dignity part. It feels good to be going out with someone who's looking for something serious. I understand not everybody gets serious, but if you're not looking to really meet someone, if you're not looking to date, then we're obviously not the match. That's okay. That's what I mean by not getting mad. I mean not taking it personally. You know, he has a right to his thoughts and you know on on what he's looking to do and how. And what happens a lot of times is you go, oh, if you're not looking for something serious, then what are we doing here? I'm not looking to just go out to fuck. But you can do that. Good luck. And when they go, no, 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 I swear. Well, maybe. But at that point, they've outed themselves. It's over. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. What do guys like to be called? Hot, sexy, handsome, cute. I often think a guy is cute, but wonder if a guy wants to be called cute or not. I think cute is good. Hot is good. I think sometimes... Women don't understand that men are sensitive are sensitive too, that we have like a emotional intelligence as well. So sometimes they'll be like, like, like I think like offensive to a, like if you say to a guy is cute, it's all kind of in context. So you go, Oh, you're cute cute is great. Cute is look how little you are. You're so cute. Like, you know a guy doesn't want to be called little. You know, like, oh, oh, like I, I've had girls res- call my chest. Man tits? Yeah, tits? No, we don't want that. That's offensive. 
My girlfriend referred to my penis as a pee-pee the other day, and I was like, I don't know if I could ever use this thing again. So I think, like, like, and again, like, hot, sexy, handsome, cute, yeah, those are all great. I will say on a dating app, if your opening line revolves around going, hey, you're cute, yeah, that was what the swipe was for. So when you say that, you're going down a bad path, that is uh, the guy knowing that you're... Again, and I know this is like that the guy is going to get the wrong impression from that. Not the wrong impression. I'm just saying he's going to go down a, oh, we're talking about looks now. So now we can get into cute, 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 cute. Come over. Let's do a date at my place. So I would encourage you to not to use these words over a dating app. I think when you swipe right and match or when you connect on a dating app, the assumption is both of you are attractive. That's, that's what the dating app is for. Um, but I think guys want words used for them that you wouldn't use for your own. Like, anything that offends you would offend a guy. Also, using uh, words that are, like, if you said, oh, you're so jolly, like, you'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a fat person. That's a, that's a fun fat person. <laughs> like, you've never, so I think understanding that the sensitivity goes both ways. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored people here are this week's sponsors. You support the sponsors. They support you. And they're all in the description of the podcast. Figs, figs. I love figs. They got the, um, they've donated over 30,000 sets of scrubs. The scrubs are fantastic. Fantastic. You can get 15% off with code J train. That's great. J train 15. So this is all in the description. Quip, great toothbrush, great for uh, creating good habits that you've made of like falling off. Native, new products for the summer, and Feel CBD. I use Feel CBD every day. I love it. Go, go, go. All in the description of this episode. Uh, let's do a charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. In today's charcuterie chat, I want to discuss this board from the Naughty Fork. The Naughty Fork. It is a sushi board. Yeah, there's sushi and there's some salmon um, and there's avocado for some reason just sprawling. This isn't a charcuterie board. This is a bad sushi order. This sushi board insults me as a charcuterie um, uh, opinionator and as a sushi eater. If someone bought this and was like, oh, I got a sushi. And I was like, oh, what'd you get? Uh, just tuna and salmon and a bunch of avocado on a plate. I'd be like, what the fuck did you get? No specialty rolls? You got seven edamame? You got the one with all the eggs? You didn't even get, like, a dragon roll? Like, this... And what, what is with all these lemons? I'm not going to eat a lemon. How many people is this for? Six? Six people? What do we each get? Two sushi? Oh my god, I had such a great time at the party. They had a sushi board. I split a sushi with my husband. I split one of those... <laughs> they didn't even have the... This is an atrocity to the charcuterie world and the sushi world at the same time. What bothers me is that I get it. I see the look. It looks fine. It, I mean, it's a. this is a... This is a piece of art. This isn't something I want to eat. And what we get into is someone going, oh my God, I love one edamame and one tuna roll. No, 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 no. We want a dragon roll. We want a hand roll. We want to, we, 
We want a, uh, a spicy tuna with little crunchies on the top. We want the Americanized sushi. This is just seven pieces of sushi and the egg ones that we all fake like we like because we all know we don't like them because they you feel weird when they pop in our mouths. This is a bad charcuterie board. This is an even worse sushi order where everyone left your party and went and ordered more sushi when they got home. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in yours to jtrainpodcast.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom! <laughs>